Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show. We are confident you will enjoy the content we're offering, all the bonus content over on Patreon. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Nation and enjoy this special free preview. Guess who's back? Stay. Still doing that shit, Andre? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Check me out. What's up, everybody? This is the 34th edition of Top Rope Nation Classics exclusively for our Patreon.com subscribers. <laughs> Keep it up, Justin. <laughs> He's like Greg the- Valentine, people. Don't worry. Takes him 15 to get warmed up. Apologies. This is going to be the very first time we've talked to old school ECW show on the program. We did ECW One Night Stand, the WWE. ECW version of the brand, but never the original ECW. And for Mr. Justin Joint, this is the first time, you know, either Patreon feed or the main feed, he's been on the show in a few weeks because Justin Joint welcomed a new addition to his household. So, Justin, why don't you tell us about that PS5? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the new baby, too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, been about a month uh, since the baby came into our life. Uh, so it's been at least a month since I've been on the pod. And I got to say, I, I would never do this, but the thought has crossed my mind. What if I took the day off work and just rented a hotel room and slept all day? Yes. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of <laughs> the dream I've been having lately. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, babies are great. I mean, you, anybody who's thinking about having one, uh, adopt a toddler. Uh, that's the direction I would go. <laughs> Those first few months are rough, man. You're like a zombie walking around. And yep. You're like, how did I ever do this before? How did I get through this? You're trying to that's, work through that. That's what I tell everybody. Say, so I, I, I am convinced the only reason people have. Uh, more than one kid is, is because they forget about those first few months. <laughs> I remember when our last one was born and I was, you know, I'd go get the baby during the middle of the night, you know, get her out of the crib for my wife to breastfeed. And I'd be like walking her across the house, like half awake, just clinging to her, trying to not drop her thinking, how did I ever do this? This long? <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from, man. It's rough. Hang in there. At least you got that PS5 to keep you company, right? That's right. That's that's getting unboxed this weekend, I hope. There we go. Kyle Ross, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I think fairly well rested. Uh, <laughs> Jerk. But I, I actually don't want to get into the fact that our kids never had issues sleeping at all. Ever. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> yeah, you, J- Ryan saw it firsthand. I think you guys both did when we put the baby down. Wasn't... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Megan was just aghast, Ryan. Yeah, I remember when, her again. Yeah. yeah, we just we just like dropped her in the whatever, and we're like, okay, yep, see ya. But um, I, you know, certainly, uh, 
everyone's got first world problems here on the program. Uh, <laughs> I would like to say that I love the Patriots. Love them very much. They have done such a great job since the history of time uh, at picking these patron shows, especially here in 2022. But uh, today's a little interesting. Probably going to be as critical as I've ever been on a Top Rope Nation classic. So I was like, all right, whatever. It's cool. I like talking to you guys. I like talk, you know, sharing my thoughts on the shows regardless. No big deal. But then about an hour before we got to record, we get the news that Coolio passed away. And I said to myself, why the fuck are we not doing Gangsta's Paradise? <laughs> this is a tra- the ECW show, not reviewing yeah. the video with the music <laughs> video with Michelle Pfeiffer. Love the patrons, but man, a a missed opportunity, I believe. I am like, Chad messaged me. He's like, you got to just cancel the patron. Just do Gangsta's Paradise anyway. And I was like, man, that sounds good. Is that is that a record for mentioning Chad this quickly on the this pod? Early. I think, I think it might, that's Yeah, it might be. Well, you know, it just messaged me. It was fresh on the mind. And by the way, uh, you know, I joke about Chad all the time. Uh, I think, you know, one of the more, you know, deplorable people I've ever known. But I do... Uh, <laughs> Wish him the best. He, of course, does reside in the state of Florida. Yes. Uh, he, he ain't he ain't scared, but uh, for some of the anyone else who's listening to this down there, please be safe. Our, our good friend Liam O'Rourke is in Florida right now. What? Wait, what? Yes. No. Why? Yeah. He, they they visited. They're, they're checking wow. out. I think they're in Orlando. He messaged no, me about not. two hours ago. Saying they were holed up in a hotel and he's trying to watch oh dynamite. God, signals shitty in the hotel. So, no. stay safe. Oh, no, Liam, catch a flight to Iowa. You can stay in my spare bedroom. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of Ron DeSantis territory. Get away from the hurricane. Oh, that's too bad. I hope Liam's, Liam's doing all right, though. So, yeah, man, I agree. I, you know, I watched the show, of course, and this one has not aged well. It has not aged well, in my opinion. Um, we'll get into it here. Let's let's just start by talking about our history with ECW. I think we did this a little bit on the One Night Stand show. Uh, but for oh, anyone that hasn't heard that one, uh, let's get into it again. Now, go ahead, Kyle. What's your history with following ECW in real time back in the 90s? I forgot that we might have talked about that. So a story that I know I've talked about on the pod before, as a matter of fact, ironically enough, I believe it was the first time we interviewed Liam. I mentioned this story uh, when America online was a thing and you had the wrestling chat room <laughs> on that. I was, I was a CompuServe I, guy myself. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, I was, it's a WCW. They were big into CompuServe. Weren't they? <laughs> Because WWF owned, AO, yeah, owned AOL. But anyway, I had already like heard of ECW. But like the first time I ever got into a chat room on AOL, the two things that were immediately like shared in that chat room were Paul and Nasher leaving WWF and, oh my God, did you see this Brian Pillman promo in ECW? So I had... <laughs> Heard of ECW, I tried following it, but I never, I did not see it on TV until 97 here on Sports Channel Ohio. Shout out to, to anyone in the Cleveland area that may be listening. And like a lot of people, I was immediately just 
like taken about floored, quite frankly. I, I was going to say taken aback, but I didn't think that was appropriate. Floored would be the thing. I was like, wow, this is just insane. I didn't know wrestling could be like this and wanted to consume about as much of it as I could. Went back, acquired quite a bit of the catalog here. We still got some of the tapes. Speaking of chat, oh, you can see some of his that. chicken scratch writing. That's a, a good number of tapes <laughs> from 95 and 96. Uh, the aforementioned Gangsta's Paradise is in there, by the way. Oh, wow. Nice. Just, you know, not that I'm bitter Hold, on or Hold that back up again. I'm going to make you full screen so I can see that a little better. All right. Here we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, there it is. Chad nice. never got an A and well, those are commercial. I obviously bought those from somebody who was doing it professionally, but yeah, Chad yeah. never won the penmanship award, as you can see. But that's okay. <laughs> we love you, Chad. Chad, you're right, uh, like a third grader. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but you know, and it's funny. I guess this is going to be the theme of the show. I, I've been babbling long enough. I should uh, kick it to one of you guys. It's funny because when I started watching ECW, it was it was still good that first half of '97. But I very much prefer 95, 96, and that first half of 97 to what came after. Basically, pay-per-view era ECW and TNN era ECW. I think, honestly, in the second half of 97, the promotion really went downhill and never recovered. I talked about that a little bit on Jesse Velasquez's podcast when he reviewed Wrestlepalooza 97. So, yeah, I, I, I love... Early ECW, I do not. There's generally like the last couple of years of it. Actually, sorry to disappoint. It had some moments, but overall, mm-hmm. it was the booking just was so haphazard for a I lot would. of reasons. All right, so Anarchy Rules 99 emanated from the Odium Expo Center in suburban Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to point this out right now. I've actually been to a wrestling show in that venue. Oh. Have you been to a show there? No, I was going to ask you for your expertise. Uh, how close is Villa Park to uh, Hoffman Estates? Where AEW runs? boy. It's not too, I don't think it's too far. Let me put that in Google Maps right now. Uh, Hoffman Estates, it is, yeah, it'd take you about a half hour. It's like yeah. 19 miles. Yeah. So yeah. Villa another Park another northern like, suburb. It's like straight west and Hoffman Estates like northwest. So okay. yeah. Yeah. I, so I went there, I think it was 2017. I'm sure Tim Jensen is listening to this. Tim and I went to this ROH New Japan show there in 2017. So like all the elite guys were on that. Uh, Will Ospreay wrestled Flip Gorgon on that show. Had an awesome match. Third row. We had great seats. It's it's a big place. So like this was the biggest. It almost has a feel like a big convention center. There's some permanent seats, but like um, I remember going in for that show and they had like half of it off limits like they didn't use half of the building like they were only setting up for half of it because it's really it's like really big in there Uh, so i can understand why this was the biggest live attendance that ecw did with six thousand fans yeah and just a a positive note here to start the proceedings it the building on tv looked professional right Mm -hmm. it looked like a major league setup for a pay-per-view and you talk about the attendance, Mr. Drosty. 
they actually did more paid for this show, ECW, Anarchy Rules, than WCW did for the absolutely odious Fall Brawl 99 just a couple <laughs> weeks earlier. Now, Fall Brawl had wound up with more people in the building because I think like 50% were comps. Mm-hmm. But Meltzer in The Observer, and I'd have to like double check any follow-ups here, he intimated at the time, this is 99, that there was only like 3,500 paid at Fall Brawl 99. Hmm. The fact wow. that they got that many was a bit of a head scratch. It just shows how hot that promotion once was, that 3,500 people would attend that dog shit show. Oh, and by the way, um, Eric Bischoff, we made fun of him last week on the program, Ryan, or two weeks ago. I think it was. I can't remember what it was. It was at some point. Hell, we make fun of him every fucking week, and we should. <laughs> yes. uh, two two weeks earlier, or two years earlier, pardon me, Fall Brawl 97, you know, uh, where people accused him of killing the Carolina. He said, no, Carolina was never a big draw. Uh, they did 11,000 paid uh, for that show. Mm. You tell you tell me Eric Bischoff is dishonest. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he's personally bankrupt, too. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, he's a great source to hear about the business. <laughs> yeah, 6,000 6, fans for Anarchy Rules, a $208,000 gate. Now, I mean... ECW pay-per-view numbers are kind of hard to come by, and I see different stuff floating around. But from the most reliable sources that I could find, 85,000 pay-per-view buys, which, you know, that was down actually down slightly from Heatwave 99, which from what I found did 99,000. Um, so Meltzer and the Observer had speculated that Anarchy Rules would be their most watched pay-per-view ever because it was the first time it was available in Canada. But... Yeah, like I said, the numbers I found, it was slightly down from Heatwave. 85,000, 99,000 buys would be the best that they ever did. And I know if you're listening in 2022, you're probably thinking, like, that's not good at all. I mean, you know, look what AEW does. But you got to keep in mind, you know, there was two national promotions much bigger than them at that time. They didn't have cable for most of their run. It was just syndication. They, they did, you know, towards the end. But as we alluded to earlier, it wasn't great. It had just started for this. This was their first TNN era pay-per-view. Yeah. So, I mean, given all of that, and, you know, they were the third biggest national promotion, you know, 99,000 as their best ever pay-per-view wasn't too bad, actually. But this was 85,000. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about Fall Brawl. You know, that didn't do uh, great guns. But, you know, Unforgiven was the WWF show. I think there was like a six-pack challenge or something mm-hmm. that particular year. You know, that's tough, man. Three pay-per-views. Yeah. <laughs> every, you know, not every, not necessarily every month for ECW, but, you know, every time ECW does a pay-per-view, there's at least, there's two others that month. That That's tough for them. Yeah. So the show opens with... Oh, I, just, uh, I just, I did want to have, have one quick note because there's okay. no other good time, I think, to mention this. Uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, you know, let's pour one out for him. Had just been fired from WCW around this <laughs> time as well. <laughs> poor guy. Too bad. Yeah. Oh, poor Bischoff. Yes. Uh, so Anarchy Rule starts with this segment out, you know, by oh. entering the arena. And uh, it's Masato Tanaka. He's getting interviewed. Judge Jeff Jones interrupts him, gets smacked around. Kyle, you had in your notes very Bush League.